Hello and welcome back to the Outside and Active podcast. This week, Dominic Brown talks to Joshua Patterson. Josh has made a name for himself in the world of endurance running since leaving reality TV hit Made in Chelsea, completing several world firsts while raising money for some amazing causes. Notably, Joshua became the first person to run a marathon in all four countries in the UK in 24 hours. He also completed two challenges over lockdown around his garden patio, including a 24-hour continuous run. Starting with a couple of quick-fire questions, Dom then talks to Joshua about the change from reality TV to transitioning into being a runner and how his narrative to his followers has changed as he develops further into running. What makes Joshua feel uncomfortable? Doing a challenge takes you to places you don't want to be. He's just so in love with running and his challenges are somewhat inspiring as we listen back to the episode. Dom also talks to Josh about where he gets his motivation and what an important role his daughter plays in that. Before we start the conversation, here's a quick word from our awesome season partners, Dry Robe, the original change robe company. Thank you to our awesome partners at Dry Robe for supporting us this season. Dry Robe are the original outdoor change robe company. Designed to let you get changed anywhere, the Dry Robe Advance is an essential piece of kit for outdoor adventurers who need to stay protected from the elements. The Dry Robe Advance is like having your own portable changing room, where the oversized design gives you plenty of space to get changed into and out of your sports gear. Versatile enough to be worn as a jacket on those chilly race mornings or sitting by the campfire in those barbecue evenings. Made from 100% recycled fabrics, the waterproof and windproof outer protects you from the elements, whilst a super warm lining will keep you toasty pre or post run. From surfing, wild swimming to triathlon, paddleboarding, or even walking your dog in torrential rain, the Dry Robe Advance is for everyone. To find out more, head over to dryrobe.com. Now, back to the episode. We're going to start this with some quickfire questions, if that's good. And they're a little bit about running. Some of it might just be random stuff. So Far away. We'll start with some quickfire questions. So one, what's your favorite food to eat whilst running? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, uh Velo Fort bars, I would say, are my new, my newfound hero. Lots of ultra runners sometimes say a burger or a big sausage or something like. Is that not? Yeah, do, okay. It depends on the distance. I would yeah. say, um, yeah, pizza. I think pizza for me. Although you try to stay away from dairy, pizza is just one of those things where if you need to get like a high calorie dense food, it, it's just an easy one to like hold. Whereas a burger. It's kind of tricky doing it with two hands. But on the go, Velo Forte. Yeah, I just think in terms of like, if you're just going for. Uh, you know, a relative distance. I just, I found them recently and I just find them so tasty. Like, <laughs> sorry, excuse me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, so you've been talking a lot. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wowzers. That's how much I love them. It just takes my breath away. <laughs> Summer or winter? Summer. Gym or running? Oh. <laughs> a running show, but... I tell you what, can I cheat here and say one of my favourite things to do is actually to run an interval session on a treadmill to then go into a workout. Really? Yeah. Lots of people say that running on a treadmill is not quite the same, but do you like it? I would say I've, I've come to recently realise that actually that, that running on a treadmill, some might dispute this, I actually found the impact was really starting to affect me um, in terms of like recovery time, soreness, um, more so than when I was running on road, but there's just something about, even if it's just like a 3k interval session, then just going into workout. I just, I liked going into that workout really sweaty. <laughs> pineapple on pizza. You just said about pizza, pineapple. Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. Anything. I don't mind it. I, I think, yeah, I think it's cool. I'm the same as well. Yeah. I'd have never understood the. I don't think I've ever woken up and lost, <laughs> you know, sleep <laughs> on whether pineapple, in the end of the day, if you're starving, you'll eat anything. What's your favorite part about being active? How it makes me feel. And final question, is there anything worse than a Bulgarian split squat? 
squat. <laughs> you really you think no, normal squats? No, I just think just just legs in general. I think you need, you need to do legs consistently to start seeing those results to start enjoying legs but as a whole it's it yeah like most people i think it's probably my least favorite especially when you're a runner it's finding that balance yeah they say that like rdls squats stuff like deadlifts i hate deadlifts but uh, are really good for running but it's just <laughs> you don't you know want to go into the gym and do that do you depending on how you implement implement it as well just burpees for me i just I, I, they really annoy me well thank you for the quick fire questions we'll jump into some actual conversation yeah. now about about you and 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 you're running. I mean, people might know you for two different things. Yeah. Made in Chelsea, yeah. but now more recently, running, doing awesome challenges. Yeah. How did you find the transition from, and I'm sure you're obviously active before when you're on the show, but of, of making that change to being known for one thing to then becoming into a different space? It's really difficult. And it's still difficult. I'm going to be honest, because the majority of people, you know, if they look at my social media, I think it's under 400,000, and they'll look at that and go, these people are invested in anything you do. It's the furthest thing from the truth. The reality with social media is when somebody tends to follow you, they follow you for that thing. So by going into a direction that goes against everything that any reality individual's ever really done before, um, also in making it incredibly unique uh, and, and to some degree extreme, the problem with that then is most people typically find a 5K quite daunting. When you're talking about doing four marathons in 24 hours, there's that huge disconnection. So for me, it's been a case of being disappointed at times because I would have loved my following or my community to maybe support me more, but understanding that maybe my narrative wasn't the right one and it's just a way of how I can change that to try and reconnect them. And had you always been a runner? Like, Was it something that you were doing and that became the forefront or was it something that you picked up later on? Yeah, no, I've, I've never been a runner. I only took it up just under three years ago. Yeah. It, I, and it was just purely because I hated it. Whenever I do a challenge, I always think about the things that make me feel uncomfortable. Um, and that way you really, I feel like you, you find yourself whenever you do a challenge, the point of it is, is to take yourself into a place that you don't want to be. And when you come out of it, the results speak for themselves um, and actually it's funny how I've gone from really disliking running to, I just, as a sport, I'm, I'm just so in love with it. I think a lot of people can relate to that because I was never a runner and it was locked down. It was always like, oh, well, I can't go to the gym. I can't play football. I can't play cricket, rugby, whatever. I have to start running. I don't want to do it. And I have, I have to stop. And what, a lot of people can relate to that. And I think a lot of people find that transition. I found that transition to actually, it goes from being a chore to being something that you can just almost switch off from the world. You don't have to have headphones in and you can just start after that first 5K or whatever. Obviously, it depends on what challenge you're doing. We'll come yeah. to that in a second. But you can just switch off and enjoy enjoy it. That sounds weird, doesn't it? 100%. And I think that, um, the biggest misunderstanding... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm really sorry. I'm struggling with long COVID right now. I probably shouldn't say that, but yeah, I'm, I'm struggling. So if you hear me making weird noises or coughing, it's for that reason. I'm struggling in the gym. <laughs> um, yeah, these are hard questions. Um, yeah, I would say what people misunderstand about running is that they think it's like one singular thing where it's just one distance. And actually running is so vast in distance and time. For me, I've really found a massive love for trail running with my best friends because, as I said earlier, I love being outside in the country. I think it's incredible. And there are so many beautiful places in the UK and worldwide that you wouldn't normally be able to explore um, other than hiking or running. And for me, just adding that running element makes it a little bit quicker. Sorry, guys. Um, 
yeah, and it, I think it's it's having that breakup. Do I want to run a fast 5K for a PB? Do I want to do an ultra challenge where I can really test myself mentally and physically to breaking point? Or do I just want to run a really enjoyable trail where I could be out with nature, have a beer with my friends, swim in a waterfall somewhere and explore a new location? I mean, it's all well and good saying that you like running and <laughs> yeah. enjoying it, but we'll have to talk about the four marathons, yeah. 24 hours in all the home countries. How did that come about? It all started with, I, I got off reaction. So I remember texting my best mate in the car saying, I think I know what my next challenge is going to be. I really want to run uh, a marathon in all four of the countries within the UK within a 24 hour period. And his reaction, I can't say the first words, but <laughs> no, you can't. You're an idiot. And I was like, in that moment, I was like, I know that's it. And for me, I'm so passionate about trying to change the narrative around mental illness, you know, people that live with this disease, what they're capable of achieving. And at the time, knowing that there was such a huge increase in suicide, I needed to do a challenge that could show people that an individual who struggles with it themselves, what they are capable of achieving, but also by being inclusive of the entirety of the UK, no one's getting left out because I think that's the biggest issue or a lot of people feel left out. And I wanted everyone to be involved in it because the money that we were raising was going to positively affect every nation. And that was your motivator. Massively. So like, you know, I've said this so many times, but I I got injured uh, marathon two pretty early on. I I basically at one point um, I had to go for an MRI scan. They thought I had a stress fracture. Um, I did the ligament in my knee, my left, my left knee, my left calf, my left foot. And I was utterly broken. The pain is like nothing I've ever felt before. And it wasn't one of those things where, no disrespect, David Goggins, where he's trying to make out, you know, make out, you know what I mean? When it's like pain, pain, pain. Yeah. It wasn't. It was like, I'm suffering, guys. Yeah. I want to cry. I'm in a bad way. But because we were trying to inspire people to not take their life, quite frankly, to be that blunt, just giving up just was not an option. And they, you know, all these individuals who I've never met before will never know their names potentially were the inspiration. It's really interesting hearing that because. I've spoken to a load of ultra runners and the people that do challenges and there's this different level of, and I would put you in that category obviously now, but um, of this mentality of it's almost like stopping doesn't even come into their brain and it's overwhelming. Like you said, overwhelming desire to complete it for that reason. You have a real passion and motivation to do it. Obviously you're physically capable to do it, even if your knees falling off and whatnot, but that, that motivation is amazing. And you, you, you say that your, your daughter's a massive motivation as well. I was thinking about it on stage there. Do you know what? And I'm, I'm going to write it down because it, it, um, listening to some individuals that I was on a panel with really inspired me where what I've come to realise with my daughter is that I've achieved more. She's four now, turning five next month. I've achieved more now in the time that she's been alive than any time before that. Um, and for me, she has never been um, a hurdle or a hindrance. Like I think a lot of individuals with children can make it out to be. She's been nothing but a motivation. Now I have no idea how long my time on this planet is. Quite frankly, it could end tomorrow or I could have an accident just after seeing what's happened to friends and family. And so for me, you can leave your child all the money and any materialistic possession you want in life. Money can be spent and it can be lost. Cars can be sold memories are for life and they are personal to you. And so for me, if anything was to happen, I I just want her to be able to bank or be able to talk to families and friends about the things that I've done. And I know some people might go, God, that's a bit morbid or, you know, why is he thinking like that? Because actually, you know, 
tomorrow's not promised. Um, and I want to make sure that whenever my time is up, I've managed to inspire my little girl and leave a lasting impression in her life, hopefully for the entirety of her life, you know, when I'm gone. That's amazing. I mean, was it, am I right, seeing an Instagram story you put up earlier where she was asleep in the back of the car? Was that, was that yeah. right? She obviously was in my bed this morning as well. She wasn't listening to you then. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. In my bed this morning as well. Do you know, I'm, I'm really excited now because she's turning five this year. My first memory was when I was four. And I'm kind of banking on the fact that she's at a point now where she will really start to understand what it is I'm doing and I can actually have her be a part of it too. Um, You know, what I want to get across to her and to everyone is that when it comes to running, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the fittest, I'm not the best runner. But where I'm really, really smart is I pick things that have never been done, so there's never a comparison. Um, and I pick things where it determines how mentally resilient I actually am. Speed and ego and all these things completely go out of the window. Um, and I just can't wait for her to be involved in one with me. And see what that's doing. Yeah. Do you find yourself with these challenges, you, you do one thing, okay, well, I need to scale it up. Or do you think I'm doing something different? Because some people will go, okay, I've done 100 miles and I want to do 150. I want to do 200 and I want to do a seven. You know, yeah. are you kind of going that way or are you going different you did the patio 24 I did yeah so this is my big concern about challenges now is that ego comes into it time on time and time after time and actually you're getting it wrong the problem is it gets to the point where i think the challenge becomes so extreme it becomes uncomprehensible and unrelatable and you've lost the audience it, it, because What is it you're trying to inspire them to achieve? For me, because the narrative behind it is I'm trying to support a community. I'm trying to make change or raise funds, you know, in some capacity. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Even This is going to bug your podcast at me coughing like this. (laughs) Making me mute it. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, But what's really important is is that by talking about the, the inspiration behind it, no matter how extreme it may be, people can connect. When you just go into it and it's like, I want to deadlift 400 kilos and then I'm going to run X amount of distance. I'm like, okay, but what's the message behind what you're doing? And I think, you know, I don't want to start putting people off with the challenges I do. Now, if you look at like the four or five that I've done in the last five years, yes, they're at the extreme end of the spectrum, but they were incredibly personal to me. When I did John O'Groats Salanzan in a wheelchair, I did it because my best friend had a motorbike accident and I, I live, breathe, sleep his injury with him every single day. Um, it, it happened on the day that he came to meet India, my daughter, for the first time, and it was on my birthday. So we are bonded in such a strong way. And so some people found it very hard to connect with that. But I think the understanding when I spoke from the heart of what it is I wanted to achieve, I wanted to ensure that I could try find a cure for, for Tano. And if not a cure, I could try and make his life as easy as possible. And I could try find a way of making life more bearable for any individual that was to have an accident the day or the day after that, you know, and make them realise that life had not come to an end. A new, a new life had just begun. I think that's really important. You struck a good balance there of obviously the challenges that you're doing, you want them to be eye catching like that. That is part of it. But the more important thing is the message behind it, which I think you've completely now there is it's, it's amazing. What what do you have coming up next? Is there something that you have in the bank that you can that you can talk about? Yeah, so do you know what? There's a challenge where this. The funny thing is, when I first wanted to get into running, I went to Ben, my best friend, running coach, business partner, and I came up with this idea of a challenge, and he was like, "You're nuts, absolutely nuts." That I'd, for someone who's never run before, and the time frame I gave him, I think it was only 
three or four months. He was like, I just don't think it's possible. And I remember saying to him, one day you'll run with me and you'll experience me in a challenge and that will change your mind forever. And we actually had that moment. Um, that challenge ended up having to be put to the side because of COVID. But then I ended up doing Run for Nations, the four round UK. And I remember there was a moment in Marathon 3 where I was just done. I was at breaking point and I remember I wanted to quit. And Ben said, like, basically sort your SHIT out, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to fail this? And I remember in that moment, light bulb came on and I said to him, never worry because I'll switch it on. And when I do, it'll blow you away. And I switched it on and I kept that pace for the remainder of the run. And we ended up successfully doing it. And he did have that moment where he was like, I now, I now have faith yeah. in you. I get it. That, that particular challenge that we put to the side, I was banking on doing it next year, but as India grows and things are coming into the picture, there's a part of me that thinks, am I going to delay this now f until the timing's right? It will involve the UK again. And I, I want to make this the biggest British challenge of all time. Quite frankly, I want this to connect with people in a, in a crazy way. Um, I can't say it yet just yep. because I, I just want to get the logistics of it. Yeah. Right. Um, and there's another challenge I would really love to do. I, I met an incredible girl, Alex, who um, she's, I think she's two years away from graduating. She's going to be the first. She's visually impaired and, and deaf as well. It's remarkable what she's achieving. So when I did my, I, I had a discussion with her, I was thinking, God, I'd really love to do a challenge and take my eyesight away. So I'm considering doing some sort of an ultra blind um, where that will be. I'm not sure. It's a good, it's a good starting point. Though. That's, that's, <laughs> well, um, and, and you said uh, a couple more things. You, you said on when you were talking as well, your father, you have to consider your daughter's time and that time. And you spoke about that on stage. Is that something that you struggle with or is it actually quite a, a normal thing now? It's, it was definitely testing. You know, when I was training for Run for Nations, you know, there were times where I'd have to run a half marathon with her in a pram and you're knackered mm -hmm. like you are. The training's so brutal. Um, but again, it's how much do you want it? How passionate about you know, the message, um, what it is you're trying to achieve. I think you just have to find that balance. Um, and I think that's where maybe including myself at times, a lot of people can maybe get that wrong. And I think it's also, you've got to try find a way to make it exciting for your child, for them to want to invest, because if you're getting it wrong and it hinders your time with them, or you're not present with them when you are with them, or when you are running together, it's too intense for them, they're going to naturally switch off. So there's ways that I think you can make it exciting where they want to be a part of it. Because for me, when you see a mother and daughter or a father and daughter doing something together, it's just such a special thing. It is until someone runs past me with a buggy at park run, <laughs> and, then, and then all confidence goes and yeah. I don't want to run anymore. But no, that's, that is a great point. Um, final two, Final three questions. Yeah. What is, for whatever reason, the best run that you've done, the, the hardest run that you've done, mm. and it can be, like I said, for the reason and, and, and or just the general physical um, effort that goes into it. And then what do you love about being outside and being active? Okay, so the most difficult, was it the most difficult run and? Uh, the, the best run, most, best difficult, run, most run. difficult Okay, so the most difficult run was Run for Nations. I've never been in more excruciating pain in my life. Um, I've actually got a documentary coming out soon, which you'll see in it. I'm literally projectile vomiting in the helicopter from pain. I've never had that before. It was brutal. And the best run 
was recently in Sri Lanka. I had a five day ultra in the jungle and I was battered the entire week. I was in such a bad way. And the last day I ran my perfect race. And just to say those words, I know people go, what's a perfect race? I just, I collapsed when I crossed the finish line. Everyone was sort of like celebrating and crying. I actually passed out for about 40 seconds. And it was because I gave every ounce of myself to that final day. I was running on average throughout the week, like eight, 30 minute kilometer pace or 730. I dropped it down at one point to 440. Like I was gunning it. Everything aligned. Everything aligned. And it, I just remember when I came to, I was, I've never felt like this before. It's really weird. I was so proud of myself. I was like, that was, that was the perfect race, bud. And it just felt incredible. Amazing. And then what do you love about being active? Um, it saves me, you know, Fitness is not about aesthetic. It's good to look good if that's what you want. It just, I have such, I was saying on stage earlier, I have such an overactive mind, really anxious mind, and it just levels me out. And, you know, my daughter is a huge factor in inspiring me to want to stay in a, in, you know, this, yeah, I, I, I think fitness for me, it, like I said, it just, it, it levels me out. It, it normalizes normalizes me. It gives me purpose. You know, I, I have a really bad level of imposter syndrome. I often look around people around me and think, God, like you're so gifted at the guitar or you're a gifted producer or a gifted bricklayer or a gifted secretary. And I just think I'm not good at any of these things. I don't know what my purpose is, but there is just something about when I'm running or if I'm in a wheelchair or if I'm raising money for someone, it's one of the few times in my life other than my daughter where I'm like, do you know what? Like this, this is the purpose I have is to serve people. Um, and I think that's what I've come to realize is that whatever your purpose might be in life, it might not be that conventional job that I've just mentioned. It could be something completely different. And I think, although that to me is not a job, it's an absolute honor and a privilege. I think that's what mine is. Amazing. I think that's a great point to end on. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. We hoped you enjoyed another inspiring episode on the Outside and Active podcast. If you liked what you heard, please do head over to your favorite podcast player, rate us five stars and tell us why you like the episode so much. Thank you also to our amazing partners at Dry Robe, the original outdoor change robe company. Find out more about their entire range of dry robes at dryrobe.com. Until next time, enjoy the outside.